Hello and welcome to episode 21 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined tonight by my amigos Mars and PJ and our amiga Kylie. Say hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Were you putting hello. on an Irish, an Irish accent there PJ? I think you were. Yeah, old scoundrel. Strains of leprechaun. I know I think it's my influence on him. Just talking to me is just making him want to be Irish like like everyone really. Um we will Irish. Irish. Irish and proud. Um, the um, as always, generally we take the of course kick off our show with a brief review of the previous game week. However, we're recording this pod on Thursday night ahead of a Friday evening deadline, so time is precious. In order of Hull, um, our double game week twenty four finished with myself and Kylie finished at an excellent, if ultimately uncensurian like ninety eight points. Marzi with a solid, if not inspiring, 88, and PJ on a distinctly underwhelming triple captain, 73. Uh, but enough about us mere mortals. PJ, tell the listeners how the truly elite managers in the Three Amigos Classic League are looking. Well, thanks, Don. I'm actually not going to do that for two reasons. One, because the top five hasn't changed for about three weeks now. And secondly, to cheer myself up, I am instead going to read out the people who are in the bottom five positions of the Three Amigos League and give them shout outs instead. Excellent. Fifth, <laughs> fifth from bottom with a whopping 906 points, we have Chris Rylands and Jibbit Lad. Fourth from bottom, David Schalicker with Bayern Schalicker. Pronunciation possibly wrong there. Next, we have Max Verstappen with Red Bull number 33. Third from bottom, registering just 17 points this week. That's less than a sterling triple captain. Second from bottom, Joseph Good with Must Do Better. Not really worked out for him. And bottom of the pile, we have actually an eight-year veteran of Fantasy Premier League. Sushi's 11, 816 points. Name I can't even begin to pronounce. Looks like Dirijakuma Deyara. Let's just leave it at that. But let's just dive quickly in to his team. He's got the likes of Lo Celso, luminaries such as Van der Beek and Lucas Moura. Doherty Spurs, the worst Spurs triple up you're ever likely to see there. And indeed, Mendy on the bench as if it's still 2017. So there you go. Those five people, um, amazingly, doing even worse than me. Awesome. Brilliant. What uplifting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it'll make us all feel better. Um, poor Oliver Schlappen there. Sounds like he's had a few gearbox penalties and a few false starts on the line. But, um, but keep on trucking, pal. You can, um, you'll make it up the grid someday. Uh, Marzi, uh, this time we'll switch it over to you to um, get rid of some of that fantasy angst, some of that stress that's building up within your 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 fiery, fiery self. Um, but um, how about you unleash the beast on our listeners? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know where the rules have come from, but apparently you can't get annoyed or a little bit pissed that your captain did not play two games in a double game week. If I want to be annoyed because Gundogan didn't play and didn't haul me like Sanchez did before, etc., etc., it's my right. It's my team. I'll do what I want. Now, of course, I feel sorry for the Sterling captains and triple captain as well. Not no, me, you I do, you know no, you I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I logged on Twitter and people are like, oh, you can't complain because Gundogan didn't play. He hauled. Well, it's nothing to do with you. If I want to complain, I will complain. It doesn't mean that I'm not happy with what he gave me, but 
obviously I would want more. I'm greedy. We all are. So get off your high horses and let let people do what they want. That's what Twitter's there for. If you don't like it, mute, block, move on. Uh, complain or yeah, whine. Just... Complain or whine. Hang on now a minute here. We've got a big distinction between someone complaining about and someone having a proper bleat and how they're going to basically delete their account. Oh, God, yeah. No, that, this is what I said. I said you can be a little bit unhappy. You can be a little bit uh, annoyed. Not unhappy, a little bit annoyed. I was, uh, I would say I was uh, like, I was like, oh, it's a shame that he's not playing so we get more points, right? But I'm happy, obviously. It doesn't mean that I'm unhappy. But of course, those that I'm going to delete my team because he didn't play. Come on, seriously, get a grip. I mean, look at PJ. Well, look, look, <laughs> look on, on this note, right? It's not like... It's because it, it's a double game week, okay? So, of course, you want your person to play twice. Of it course. Was, like, if he'd played and blanked, right, no one would have said anything. No. It's totally yeah. reasonable to want to have your double game weekers play twice. And for many of us who had... Um, Gundy as our captain mm. um, also and many others beyond also had a lot of our dub, so-called double game weekers not play twice you know Stones, Diaz, me you know there were loads so like that's it's a double game week Listen, there's, 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 there's loads there's loads of things I can perfectly reasonably complain about in life but complaining does nothing good about it so I just have to accept accept the size of my genitalia and move on <laughs> and, and on that note, we'll kick into our T3A roundtable. We have three topics to talk about tonight. Um, one of them will be distinctly shorter than we had planned because we thought that the FBL bosses were going to be kind and actually release the fixture list pre-pod. That's why we waited until Thursday night to do our podcast. Um, but unfortunately, they did not. But we will start off, first of all, looking at this coming game week, which is double game week 25. Leeds triple ups are everywhere, but um, which, if any, of the Southampton options makes sense too? So, covering Leeds and indeed Southampton, Kylie, you're going to kick us off on this one. Yeah, so I mean, I will touch very briefly on Leeds because I think the other guys will probably cover it more as well. Um, I, I think they are undoubtedly the more appealing of the two. Bamford, Rafinha, a couple of other options that are not called ailing as well. So uh, the guys might go into that in more, more detail. But they're certainly the the key ones. I mean, Southampton, which I'm going to look at a little bit more, uh, their relative lack of appeal is understandable. And it's actually completely changed my strategy due to their sort of sheer awfulness uh, recently. So I've had Adams and Bednarak lurking ominously on my bench for ages and ages. And I had considered... Uh, bench boosting this week, partly just to get rid of the bench boost, um, but also because I happen to be relatively well set up for it. Um, that said, Adams appears to have either fallen out of favour or is just getting arrested and also equally crap. So that's a problem for him. Um, and then based on current form, expecting something positive from Mr. Bednarak is kind of akin to adopting a pet lion and then just randomly hoping he doesn't eat you for breakfast. You know, if, if anything, a double for him feels very threatening at the moment. So at the KWP is out, so Kyle Walker-Peters is now injured again, and Southampton's defensive form, which is comfortably the worst in every metric, including 15 goals conceded in four games, 
Like the defense is a massive no-go. I think, you know, if you own one and you're not wild carding or something, you know, I can understand the temptation to play it, but I certainly wouldn't be buying. So that's just kind of negated my whole interest in, in those that I already have. The only one for me that really sort of is appealing and is probably the case for many is Ings. I think he's coming into form eight attempts, four on target in the last four. He got a goal in the last game. And Southampton, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they may have a couple more doubles to come. So he certainly stands out in that score. Potentially, yes. Potentially they could have triple double. Well, I think, you know, I think there's a couple of other attacking assets which I think are worth worth a glance over, Um, namely... James Ward-Prowse, who we know is obviously a set-piece wizard, and also Stuart Armstrong, who, along with Danny Ings, is the one player hitting a lot of form. At, at the back, yeah, no interest whatsoever. I had a cursory look at Vestigar, because obviously we know he's a bit of a weapon at set-pieces, and anyone can score against Leeds at, at any time. But realistically, are Southampton going to keep a clean sheet ever again? No, I have Alex McCarthy in goal. In fact, I have Alex McCarthy and... Johnston of West Brom in goal and if you just added both of their points up together you would still not get to half of what Martinez scores on an average week but anyway enough about my car crash of a team Armstrong versus uh War Prowse I think the common consensus would be oh War Prowse you know he's he's uh you know he's, he's Beckham with a worse haircut you know he whips in those corners but actually over the last six matches um I did a bit of analysis and Armstrong um outperforms him in in every kind of a key metric there uh, in terms of penalty area touches 15, just three for James Ward-Prowse. We know he doesn't really get in the box very much, but even so, just three in the last six matches is pretty telling. Um, Armstrong has had uh, nine goal attempts and four in the box to uh, Ward-Prowse's seven, um, six of which have been set pieces. So, you know, the guy just really, you know, you're banking on a free kick or a corner, you know, which could obviously happen, particularly against Leeds. Uh, but also, interesting, Armstrong has actually created more chances than James Ward-Prowse as well. So if if you are looking for somebody in that kind of midfield uh, slot, um, I'm not sure kind of who would be because Rafina mm-hmm. uh, would probably be my number one choice of obviously I own Rafina anyway. But if, if you want another one in there, I've got, you know, Fraud, Thundercast, Jack Grealish currently there and I am considering moving him on which will inevitably see him haul again. But if I do, then I may bring him on for Armstrong if I fancy a bit of a double game week punt. So mm. so I do think those two, particularly Armstrong, are worth looking at, along with Ings, as Kylie said, who's, who's clearly the standout attacking option if you can get him in. Yeah, the uh, exactly. I think that attacking is really the only way for Southampton. But as you mentioned, Rafinha, even the likes, I know he doesn't have a double game week, but Saka, there's obviously Gundogan, that price. I can't really see myself or many people really investing too much in the uh, in the Southampton midfielders. But um, Danny Ings, Marzi, what do you think um, about Southampton boys? Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I think just, just uh, I, I agree with everything that that has been said, but I think we just need to look at it from two different point of views. If you're doing transfers or if you're on wildcard, because a lot of people are on wildcard. So, if you're doing transfers, you really need to be looking at beyond 26. So whilst I agree that beyond 25 and, and, and maybe even 26, whilst I agree that uh, JWP is a good pick, especially against a Leeds team that struggles with, with set pieces, I don't know if I want him for the long term. So if I was you know, uh, restricted with transfers, I probably would go with, 
with the one player from, from Southampton. I don't want too many of them because there's so many better teams uh, uh, in better form that are playing. Now, I do think JWP is a, is a, is a good pick. Um, now, on wildcard, I think <clears throat> it, it, it's different because you, you're not restricted with the, with the transfers and you're building uh, for the future again. So you can think about moving players around or if you want fillers. So, for example, whilst I agree with Kylie, absolutely, I don't think um, Southampton defence has been great. Festergaard is a good option for 4.7. If you need a, 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 a third bench player and you're struggling for money and he's playing double and he's got a double-double. And from 27 onwards, their, their fixtures are actually quite good. It's just not ideal for the double, but he can always have a, you know, put his head, head on a set piece from, uh, from JWP. So along with Ings and what we just mentioned, the only other guy is, is, is McCarthy. And the, the reason I'm mentioning him is because he's, he's a cheap keeper that could be playing a lot of doubles. Now, we need the fixtures to fall down because if there's another like Ariola or, or somebody else who's a little bit better keeper in a better form, I'll probably go for them. But if we don't have the fixtures, then I probably will go for somebody like McCarthy and just put, put him there for the bench boost and maybe because he has few doubles. That, mm. That's it. Just think about it over, over the... Um, you know, over the long period. As a bench boost keeper, he definitely has value, but um, it is kind of hard when we've all been burnt a little bit by having Pope, who's a good, very good keeper with a good defensive team like Burnley. It's kind of hard to um, hard to have too much faith that any player, even on a double game week, will outscore uh, Martinez at the moment. But, uh, Marzi, go on to the next topic, which is our strategy session. We had hoped, of course, that the double game week list was going to be updated and that we'd have a very clear picture of what our next few game weeks are going to look like. Unfortunately, that's not the case at the time of recording. But um, we have heard a few rumblings, I think, um, Pep um, referencing towards maybe some extra fixtures in game week 26. Um, ben Crellin has been doing some um, translating of his tweets and his comments. Um, but what's what's our kind of current ship strategy at the moment? Come to you first, Mersey. What way is it looking at the moment, briefly? So for me, I've decided that I'm wildcarding. Uh, I made that decision uh, from double game week 24. That's why I used my two free transfers. Wildcarding and then probably bench boosting in... Um, not probably, I would be bench boosting 26. But to be honest, I'm trying not to, again, I'm trying to think long term. And I'm not just going to fill my team with uh, 14 double, double, doublers and um, just for the sake of, of another game, because I need to think about 29 because I don't have a free hit. So people who don't have a free hit need to think about that. Um, I also want to, you know, there's certain players that I want. So, for example, at the moment, I have a team with KDB and the team with that KDB. And the team with KDB obviously has sacrifices a little bit more because I want to keep Salah and Bruno. So I think it's about, you know, you need to decide which players you want and, uh, and, and fill the gaps. That's what I've always done. But my aim is to go with a bench boost and I'll probably have uh, at least two of the Leeds guys um, in there for 29 uh, I could even have a bench boost with three single guys that have a good game. Uh, I haven't made my. I probably will have two uh, uh, um, singles rather than three. But uh, I'm not scared of going with with singles in there because I need to think about the future as well um, mm. and looking. And but you know, now I've made that decision. I've pressed the button. I know a lot of people are in the same uh, boat, and I know some people are kind of like, yeah, saying, ha ha, you didn't get the fixtures. You can't think it like that. To be honest, I made the decision whether the fixtures were going to be out or not because we kind of know the big. Teams. I know the players that I want. We know most of it. Um, look, I would say set up your team 
I've got a team ready with money in the bank to bring in Kane for 26. Now, if for some reason Kane is injured or doesn't double, which is really unlikely or I don't like the fixtures, well, I have the money to spread to spread in other places. But we know which teams are most likely to double. And we know that the fixtures will come and will fall down. So mm. uh, if you have that bench boost, don't focus too much on it. We've seen the guys. I mean, we've got two guys here that got burnt by focusing too much on the bench boost because of things, things that change. So I'm, I'm trying not to... To, to make my decisions just based on the bench boost, but I also don't want to fully waste it. Yeah. Um, PJ, what about yourself? Um, how are you looking at the moment um, with with our limited information that we have? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to be playing my wildcard this, this week, mainly because I have had triple leads and McCarthy for a while. So I don't need to um, kind of, you know, kind of catch up with regards to this immediate double. So I would rather wait for the extra information. And the other reason is that the only thing I have left to kind of vaguely play for in this excrement-ridden season is a small mini-league with my friends back home. Uh, and in that league, all of the players above me have already played their wild card. So um, whilst I could play it now, I had a look and I'd probably realistically only change three or four of my players and because they already have used their wild cards i don't feel there's much for me to kind of gain by kind mm. of playing it now and kind of muddling through the next few fixtures so i would rather kind of go through those fixtures in the same ways that they are doing uh, via kind of transfers and hits and save my wild card for after this after this kind of phase so i will be planning to wild card probably in week 31 um the reason um i wouldn't be planning it for week 30 is because um there's an international break after week 29 uh, and i expect absolute chaos in week 30 uh more of that as we get closer to it but so i think week 31 is where there might also potentially be a small double game week with tottenham and villa i think that will be a really good opportunity to then just set my team up for the rest of the season. And the good thing about this strategy is that if I wildcarded now with the best will in the world, I would obviously wildcard to probably a very similar team to what Marzi and what anyone else on a wildcard has. It would, you know, have the same kind of like, you know, nine or 10 of the kind of starting 11 because we pretty much know who the form players are in those teams. So I'd rather just take hits for those players, get myself a team I'm happy with. And then I'm in a position come week 31. But look, at that stage, if I'm still at 1 million, you know, why not at that stage just wildcard to an utterly differential 11 just for the hell of it and just, you know, take the piss a little bit in that kind of last run of the season. So so that's my strategy. The, the only kind of thing I don't know what to do really is when to use the bench boost. Um, I'm, I may take a few hits kind of next week and still use it in kind of 26 but I, I may save it and, and just kind of prob- maybe use it in a, in a kind of random week. So obviously wildcarding now, as Marzi's doing, is, is going to plan to set up for the bench boost kind of kind of next week, I, I would imagine. So, you know, I, I, I can understand that. But but no, I will probably I will probably not do that. I'll carry through. And I, because I've got my triple leads, I'll just keep them because then they're all available to play in, in week 29. Mm. So, you know... Um, that would be my plan. Well, with you being set up so well for this game week, it would be a bit daft. You know, with your triple triple leads, um, it is a nice situation to be in. Um, so you would be kind of doing it for the sake of it. And also, even in 31, I was just saying, and there, as you were mentioning with the bench boost, potentially it could be 
an option. I know Chelsea's fixtures majorly turn then, and they have a lot of players that are kind of reasonably priced. That might be a situation that you could move to a bit of, uh, and you'll see more of what the Tuchel's um, Chelsea will look like. That, you know, potentially there might be a big boost in um, to have that wild card that late in the season uh, for a final push. Uh, Kylie, um, how about yourself? What are you currently looking at with your chips? Yeah, so I, uh, much like PJ, was looking relatively well set up for Game Week 25, and that's sort of still the case. I have two free transfers. I have um, had Rafinha in anyway and was going to use those two free transfers to bring in two Leeds players, uh, Bamford and someone else, either Dallas or just throw it all in on attack and go for Harrison, for instance, um, and then play the bench boost, partly to get rid of it because I do, you know, historically I've always enjoyed the bench boost, but I do believe, like I do feel that it, it can have a somewhat adverse impact on your thinking around wider wider weeks you know you, you focus so much I mean we saw it happen um Mars mentioned it before about how in game week 19 some of us got burnt uh, by by kind of building towards a, a bench boost taking hits and various other things and then it all sort of collapsed right so you can kind of negate the gains there um so I have been planning that I still did have a couple of changes that I needed to make I'm not really happy with that now because of who would be on my bench um the previously mentioned poor southampton options uh and so i've pretty much decided i'm going to wildcard this week uh previously so it had been a bench boost in 25 and then i was looking at wildcarding in game week 26 and sort of setting myself up like mars said to tackle the future coming game weeks be relatively set up for game week 29 and just have a strong 11 going out. Um, because I'm not bench boosting this week, I do still want to use one of my core chips during this double period. So if I wildcarded in 26, then I've not used either triple captain or bench boost, and that just doesn't feel optimal. Um, so, and I've got, you know, with the city options that I have, I've got a few maybe injuries. So I'm going to leave it until very late uh, to pull the trigger, but I have been working on my uh, wildcard draft. Whether or not... <laughs> so you, you have been taking that risky one, Kylie, of um, of playing, doing all your transfers and then hitting the wildcard button late? Um, no, I've only, I've only done one transfer. So oh, I, I did see. Stanford in um, last night. Um, I think he... I don't know if he went up in price, but he looked like he was going to. Did, yeah. um, I, I'm wasting and burning two free transfers mm. uh, by wildcarding now, which is a little bit annoying. But um, I just – it's actually taken this amount of time to sort of unravel what I want to do now because I've swerved. And I am kind of planning to keep myself still open to either a triple captain or a bench boost in – game week 26. I think part of that is having been burnt by set bench boost before. Uh, so I don't want to sort of set myself up for loads and loads of hits. And I do also want to make sure that I have some way to transition beyond, you know, mm. so I, I, I think flexibility. Yeah. 
So like Mars, even if I sort of do decide I want a bench boost, I wouldn't have a full 15 of double game weekers. I'd have mostly double game weekers, um, but I would be totally fine with, I certainly would still have some Leeds attack, uh, Rafinha most likely because I love him, um, and I would be open to uh, certainly another, maybe even two more single game weekers who have a good run of fixtures and play in 29. Because mm, at the end of the day, we can't, we can't, as this double game week has shown, you can't bank on your double game week players playing twice anyway, regardless of how big the fixtures are, injuries, different things can happen. Yeah, and it's also, it's also like, you know, we do get tunnel vision. We, we sort of do it every year and like we're all guilty of it, right? Because we love double game weeks. But you are looking at a period of fixtures and Sometimes you can forget that and just focus on that double and sort of lose sight of the ones around. Mm. And particularly where we have other doubles kind of slotting in and around. So it's just trying to get maximum benefit over the course of the next few fixtures. Yeah. Um, you know, I might not have the biggest blowout 26 uh, game week compared to others, right, who do bench boost and bench boost 15 players but then I might have an advantage over them in other games. That's the idea. Excellent stuff. Um, next up on our topics, folks, our last of our topics on our roundtable for tonight, and I'll be coming to you first on this one, PJ. Um, with doubles blanks and, of course, stars, as the aforementioned KDB and even Aguero returning to um, consideration, um, Kuhn back on the Man City bench for their last game, it may be necessary to sacrifice some of our star players in the coming game weeks. Um, which big names do you think maybe should be on the chopping block and which do you think you will be sticking with regardless? I know uh, I've seen a few people talking about um, about even possibly Bruno because I know the Man, Man United fixtures take a little bit of a turn um, and kind of some people suggesting the idea of maybe going without Bruno for a couple of weeks to kind of facilitate getting in Son or, or um, some of these other players, these other midfield options. Um, how do you feel about that and any of the other big names, PJ? Uh, well, Bruno certainly wouldn't be someone who, who's kind of top of my list unless you're potentially covering him with with Rashford. I would I would I would be owning an attacker from us still. I think I think we the way we play is that we'll, we'll likely likely score in in most games. Okay, Chelsea and Man City don't look good games on paper, but we tend to score in both those fixtures. We'll play counter-attacking football. Um, uh, you know, we've won against both those teams recently, so I, I wouldn't be overly concerned. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, overcommit to uh, to Manchester United uh, as a result of our fixtures. But you know, if I was wildcarding, I would keep Bruno, and if I wasn't wildcarding, I'd, I'd keep Bruno. Um, Salah, kind of pretty similar. He's the kind of one shining light in that kind of Liverpool attack at the moment. Uh, he's still getting the chances. He's still on penalties. Uh, Liverpool's fixtures are quite good as well. You know, I, I suspect the, you know, Everton are, you know, conceding chances left, right and centre, uh, obviously in a fixture which Liverpool almost exclusively have the better of up next. And then I think they've got Sheffield United, Fulham and a couple of doubles coming as well. So Salah and Bruno, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Um, Aguero, I mean, yeah. I'd love him to come back and play again, but realistically, he seems to be there more in a mascot role than actually someone who's ever going to get off the bench anytime soon. He's only um, there, I think, PJ, to scare people from getting on the <laughs> Zeus. That's all. 
Spurs remain a real tricky one because they've got good fixtures on paper. Um, Burnley and Crystal Palace and then probably a double um, kind of in there as well. So, you know, that's, that, that's you know, those are good fixtures for them. But they are just not playing very well. Son looks knackered. Kane has clearly got injury doubts and none of their other players are even remotely appealing. So if I was going to sacrifice somebody from a premium asset, I would I would be sacrificing Son or Kane over over Bruno uh, and Salah and, and indeed any of the City attackers. The, the good thing about City is you can obviously cover their points via Gundogan uh, or even Bernardo Silva, who has absolutely, you know, sailed under the radar of late, but is the second highest City point scorer over the last 10 matches, I think now, after obviously Gundogan. So, you know, he's been extremely consistent um, and I would recommend him over absolute waste man Raheem Sterling. And, and you know, KDB is an expensive luxury. You know, yes, he's on set pieces. Yes, he's on penalties. But we knew that even before he got injured, uh, Gundogan was playing higher up the field and getting into those positions and, and still scoring those double digits. So, so yeah, I think I think Spurs are definitely the, the one I would be I would be quite happy to to kind of to kind of you know carry through uh, not carry through here rather I should say same with Leicester Vardy I just don't see how that that price yeah. is justified over Madison or Barnes mm. I think to be completely honest you could field a wild card right now and you know I don't know how Mars is finding it but I think you could probably have cash in the bank because I think Bruno and Salah are the only two players over eight million. Who I think are absolutely essential. Maybe maybe Danny Ings as well, given the fixtures as well. But I don't know, Mars. You've you've done your wild card. Who you know? Who's your third most expensive player after Bruno and Salah? Um, money in the bank for King. Yeah. So potentially nobody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, look, I, I agree with you uh, with 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 what PJ said. Look, uh, I made a decision just like I did early on in the season. I was looking at. Do I, do I dump Salah? Do I dump Bruno? I wanted Son, Son and Kane. I couldn't fit them both in uh, nicely. Uh, also, <clears throat> then KDB came back. And then I made a decision. Uh, you know, I was in bed and I thought, right, I really want Bruno and Salah. Two best players. Why? Why move them out of my team? What is the point? Yeah, Liverpool is struggling, but Salah will always score. You, you, were, in bed and, you were in bed and you said to your wife, mm, I'd really want Bruno and Salah <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> And, and she 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 went. I don't care about football, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as she knew you were talking about football, that's the main thing. <laughs> Luckily, she knows who Salah is. I don't think she has a clue who Bruno is. Um, but yeah, so uh, I decided that both of them are staying. So then, like I said, you you build around that. Now, where I agree with uh, PJ's, um, uh, initially I was really hot on Kane Son, first two names on the wild card. Then, as I was looking around, I was, and and with Spurs' form and everything, and I thought. You know what? Like, I want as many premiums in because they don't. You know, we are in the time of the season where the big teams, the big players, will step up. Um, that's that's just is it, is going to happen. Um, and I want as many of them as possible. So I had to sacrifice one, and it was it was Son. So at the moment, for example, I have Ings, Bamford, and Watkins going into 25 with money in the bank to upgrade potentially Bamford unless Ings doesn't have a double, etc. So I keep Bamford. Bamford will come back for 29 in any case. Uh, again, I'm just giving an example. And now I have money in the bank to bring Kane in. Um, now, the, 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 big, the bigger debate that I have right now is, is KDB. Um, I, I see where, what, what PJ is saying about him being a luxury, but KDB is KDB. And I want to go back to my midfield of Salah, Bruno and KDB. I can have KDB, Salah, Bruno with Kane. 
the 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 main thing is, uh, for example, currently have um, a Barnes who I won't be able to have if I want KDB because that that's who he would replace. And slightly, uh, definitely a little bit weaker defense, which is not a bigger deal. And my third forward would not be uh, as good. But it's fine. I'm happy with that sacrifice if it means I'll get one of the best players. But in my head, I'm like, is he ready? I mean, I know he loves Arsenal, but, but is he ready? And with the, with the Europe, etc., do I wait? And this is a decision that I need to make. And honestly, I think if the fixtures come tomorrow and I see that there is a, a double for Fulham, or a double for Brighton, the cheaper teams who I can get cheaper players, I probably will go with KDB because it'll be a nice differential from everybody else who doesn't have him. And I can start on a strong foot and hoping that he delivers. He will be alongside Gundogan, by the way, and I'll switch from uh, double city defence to uh, double city attack. So that's where I'm thinking with regards to the premiums. Mm. Um, I hope that helps. Yeah, Kay, Kay, one thing actually, um, as Mars is mentioning there, KDB and Gundogan, I know a lot of people are kind of maybe a little bit apprehensive about how it will look with Gundogan, you know, maybe if he loses his penalty kicks uh, responsibility or, you know, in fact, he didn't even take the most recent one, sure he didn't. But it's, you know, in terms of what the fantasy impact will be on Gundogan. Um, I know the stats do actually, I saw um, a tweet earlier on, something like between game week 13 to 19, um, that uh, with Gundogan was what weeks is that he's playing alongside um, KDB and he actually did seem to do some returns. Do you have any kind of concerns about Gundogan after KDB comes back? No, I mean, I think probably what would be my greater concern is the impact of, of Champions League, um, maybe given the gaps that uh, City currently have and the fact that they're firing and they've got multiple different players firing at the moment. So that lends itself to rotation generally. But as far as Gundogan's ability to deliver while KDB is on the pitch, no, I wouldn't have any concern about that. I think we saw him playing that more aggressive, further forward role. He was more involved, and that was still while KDB was playing. I mean, I think he's the top-scoring player in Europe for 2021. And Mm -hmm. this started, some of it anyway, some of that form started before KDB um, was out because... I actually distinctly remember I was going to sell KDB for a good one anyway, and then KDB got injured and, you know, we all sort of did the same thing Mm. Um, and we got rid of him. So, I mean, for me, I'd actually echo PJ. I understand the appeal of of KDB. He's been a long-time fab player to own. Um, But this season, no, not for me. That could change. If Mm. uh, I mean, City weren't looking like City are now granted when he got injured um they weren't scoring as much anyway so we could see him coming back stronger but are they yeah it's just that fresh kdb right no i feel but i just i think for me i just think no i i'm really happy with good i'm also less concerned about you know trying to have this real strong team city rotation gundy is cheap uh, and he's in form, so it's kind of less of a drama then. You know, I'm not missing out on another premium attacker, yeah. you know, that maybe I would be if I'd gone KDB. Yeah, um, it can only be beneficial really to any of the City attackers to have KDB at, back anyway, definitely, the, you know, yeah. as, as good as assist yeah. he is. It's, look, it's, it's the biggest decision right now for wildcarders, I would say. 
Mm. It's all opportunity. I think this on Kane one is more, you know, I, I don't think that the majority will be seriously considering KDB. Uh, with Talking that. to people and looking, just looking around, you know, and seeing. There's, I think the Kane That's in isolation. There's... That's on Twitter. That's a small percentage. Yes, yes, of course. I'm talking, of, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. but... I mean, Ken and Son will be highly owned because pe- because people have owned them. All the casuals would have mm. kept them, and Spurs fans, etc. They they've always been. They always have high high ownership. But for the active players, for the players that are, you know, think um, wildcarding for a reason. I think this could be an opportunity to get a foot forward and also easier right now to get him into your team with a wild card rather than further down the line uh, trying to make two moves to clear from the two defence into the two midfield. Yeah. And, Honestly, it will be a last-minute decision for me, depending on the fixtures, and then I'll have to make a decision and go with it. Do you think that, because, I mean, as I sort of said, I know City are in a different kind of form than they were when he was playing, but based on his form previously, it was like, he's an exceptional footballer, no question, but he was a little from bit a perspective, it was severely underwhelming. Mm. I don't know, I don't, honestly. I think he was unlucky in a lot of the games. So maybe maybe the luck will turn. I, so he was involved. He was he was very involved. Uh, in a lot of times, he looked like he was going to haul, and then it was just for one reason or another. So I don't think he was out of form. I think he was just not get not, not getting the returns that he actually deserved. So hopefully, with the freshness, he will get. This 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 is just a thought in my head right now. And I, I and I want us to move on to the listener questions because we got a lot of them in, and we want to kind of get through them, but. Um, the, I think both things can be true at the same time. I mean, KDB, like everyone, I think has been looking at Spurs um, in terms of the fixtures, and you know, everyone has been, regardless of form, we've all been planning in some ways of getting at least one of those two top Spurs players into our teams. Whereas I think KDB, he he is kind of the ultimate risk reward guy because we know what he's done in the past. We wouldn't say from his early season form, as as you guys have said that he would be one, because we were all thinking about moving him on to Gundogan or maybe moving on to Sterling because we just weren't seeing the returns from him. But he definitely has the potential to to majorly boost us up in these game weeks with his ownership, his active ownership being so low. But uh, let's kick on, Mersey, with the listener questions. Um, so I'll give it these in quick hits and no major details. So we're going to try to get through them fast tonight now. Yeah. Baker three four three at Baker FBL three four three. Would you take a hit for a double game week player this week? Um, I, I think yes. I think a hit, you know, especially if you're taking out a single versus a double mm-hmm. or somebody who's not playing. What do you guys think? I can answer this one because I am on a minus eight now. Um, because oh, dear God. I I have I've taken out um, DCL um, Gundogan. and um, this is this is getting good, isn't it? Gundogan. and and and, and, and Antonio. Gundogan is out for Gundogan is out for one week, folks, for Rafinha because he's coming in for him. I'm also getting in Bamford and um and I'm getting in Ings as well. Are, are so, you wildcarding next week? Though? No, 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 no. My wildcard is gone. PJ. He's used but, his wildcard. But th- listen, listen to me. This minus eight, I believe, will be the most rewarding one in the history of FPL. Except when Gundy gets a brace. Gundy isn't even going to play against Arsenal, and Gundy yeah, then will. Gundy won't uh, even play against Arsenal. I guarantee I to, it. I don't think. I don't I'm, think go, I'm going to stand on top of my soapbox, my Hindu monkey-shaped I'm soapbox, and I'm going to shout him not playing because I'm planning on benching him. But, I but, but, him. but this is my quick hit answer anyway, folks, is that, yes, hits are good in a double game week, especially if it's for a player that you're planning on having for a while, and I'm definitely planning on having Ings for a while. 
through these Southampton where they seem to have two matches in every game week according to Ben Crellin's spreadsheet. So, um, so yeah, I think it's going to well definitely work out for me. Good luck. Yeah, thank, thank you, Mars. Thank you. <laughs> um, anybody thinks it's not a good idea to take a hit, guys, before we move on? Well, not on the way of Don is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to be aggressive. Look, this, this game week, this game That's week, it. I was a bit passive. Mm. And I got the score that I deserved in a way because I just used two free transfers just to protect myself. And sometimes being I aggressive in a double game week is fine. Like, I mean, I do kind of, I, I agree with you on that, right? Because I carried over the free transfer thinking it would be better used to be now. And I'm just blowing two of them by wildcarding. Okay, folks, tell me this, Kate. Listen, listen, as, I, mean, I know I said we're going to do quick hits, but... Um, I, 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 I have to defend I have to defend my honour here. Can any of you really truly tell me that you think that Ings, Ings, Bamford and Rafinha aren't going to outscore DCL, who's yellow flagged, and against Liverpool, who I don't want them to score against anyway. Gundogan, who's crocked, and against Arsenal with Champions League match coming up. And who who else did I? Oh yeah, Antonio, who's too if busy only, using. If only it was simple as that, Don. So no, 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 no. It, no, no, no. it, it, it not, is that. It is that simple. It really it is, is that simple. simple. Look, look, look. It's I think not you... a simple, Don. Don, Don, Don it's not simple because, <laughs> because it's not a one-week game. If you you've admitted, you've just openly said that you're going to take Rafinha out for Gundogan next week. Is that for a hit? No, no, well? it's no, no, it's not necessarily Rafinha out for Gundogan. I can be, Rashford will likely be making way for doing Gundogan doing a hit to take a player out for one week and then bring him back another week, almost certainly for another hit. Let's be honest. I no, guarantee it's, it's not for another a, hit. You it's will take for... a hit next week. I promise you. <laughs> I promise we we, we will see. Just keep coming. Barzi, go on. Go on. We'll, no, we'll, no. we'll take this back to the bar later on, monkey, and we'll have a chat about it. <laughs> no, no. Look, I, 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 I see your point absolutely, and I see monkey's point, and w- it will be a lot of captain hindsight later. I get your point. Um, I think with the, with the doubles, yes, they, they, potentially it's it's good moves. And Ings um, and Bamford are long term. Rafinha might even be a long term as well. Yeah, um, no, it's 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 not it's not the worst. It's just starting, you know. So minus eight, and if any of these guys play, then you're ten, twelve. So minus forty, you're starting on minus fourteen. So you need your doublers to to deliver between them uh, at least fourteen points to be in the positive. Look, I think it's a nice aggressive uh, aggressive move. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. I think that's that's what I would say. But I think the the three players you brought in are brilliant. Right, Lonson Pundit. Um, at Lonson Pundit, is more Salah or Bruno expandable over these next few? If you're not captioning, that which question goes inspired first? our um, our round Exactly. So yeah. we discussed it. But let, let's say you would get. Let's say uh, so. We all said no. I think we all agree that we should keep them. But let's say you would get rid of. You have to get rid of one. Which one would go first, Salah or Bruno? Quick. Salah. Bruno probably, because after this me. fixture, yeah, and and. Yeah. Yeah. When I looked at it, I thought it would be a hockey cocky double for for United, then switch back to Salah, etc. But I think uh, the answer is no, and just uh, keep both. I would say. Right. Uh, FBL underscore Dave at clubs underscore Mark. I'll make Dave. Should I should I put go faster stripes on my MX5? <laughs> Congrats on the new car, Dave. And secondly, discuss Suchek to Raf for minus four. I think we talked about hits enough. I think it's absolutely no-brainer for me, Suchek to Raf. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Absolutely. Suchik's a great player, but he doesn't double. West Ham don't double. Now, both of them obviously play in 29, but for, for this uh, week, I think uh, bringing in um, Graf makes sense. Okay, so we'll move from that one. Uh, Jonathan Strack, at Jay Strack, is it time to move off United defenders with upcoming fixtures and no game in blank game week 29? If so, who should we be considering? Monkey, you said that uh, United's fixtures are... Um, yeah, they're terrible. Up. I wouldn't buy um, any of our players. The, the, the exception is, um, you know, Luke Shaw is, is probably the most informed defender in the game right now. Um, exactly. Uh, Interesting. I have, I so, I have but, Shaw in my team now. But I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy him. So straight well, yeah. on a wild card, on a wild card, yeah, well worth it. And if he's there, keep him. But mm. oh, the transfer right. to bring bring Shaw in, no, I would I would focus on um, I would focus on yeah a, a double game week player. So we're talking. Uh, so so he asked who. So obviously City. If you don't have who from the so would would you go as first defender? Because I I don't, I don't really the thing is is as he rotates I, at will now. Sanchez, I suppose. I don't know. I thought Dyer was nailed and then he got dropped. I thought Adewo yeah. was nailed, he got dropped. I thought Aurea was nailed, he got dropped. Obviously, you've got... I mean, look, with, with defenders, you, you can see double double game with defenders sometimes tend to deliver. There's a lot of good cheap players playing double now. They might not be the best features like for Burnley, but you still have options. So if you're going to save, although Luke Shaw is not really that expensive, but if you want to save money, you can go to the likes of Burnley or Southampton mm. who have doubles. And you just have a defender there and uh, not not have high expectations. Uh, Rezi, also... jumping in quickly there. Um, the Spurs defenders have about the same job securities as the managers of Hindu Monkeys FBL teams. <laughs> oh, Watford. Mm. Um, I think Dyer. I think Dyer is fine. I think maybe he would, I think he'd be back in the team. But another question from uh, Jonathan: What should we do with City double defense of Diaz and Stones with Laporte now getting game time? And should we be getting KDB back instead of Salah? Now, we talked about KDB, so we, I think we've discussed that enough. But talking about the City double defence, now Laporte is in the equation. Is there a concern, especially if you have Stones and Diaz, or having both is actually a security? Uh, and maybe touch on Cancelo. Carly, I'll come to you. Yeah, I think it's a concern. Um I, I think it's a concern for double game weeks anyway, right? Because we've seen him rotate... Uh, for double game weeks at the back. Uh, the fact that Laporte is back is is a huge factor. It gives some degree of um, option for him at centre-back. And we have Champions Leagues, and we know how important that is for, for Pep and for City. So I think we will see some rotation. I think what we sort of assumed would, was that Stones of him and Diaz is more likely to be rotated. Maybe true, but then does he prioritise Diaz for Champions League? I mean, it's really hard. I think Diaz is more nailed. Yeah, like, I agree. I'm not really sure. I, I, look, Edison is the most nailed. Okay, <laughs> I would say, I would say. He nearly took a penalty. Did you see when you guys watching? He actually no, walked all the way. No, to... apparently he. Yeah, it looked like he had wanted to go, yeah. but apparently he actually went up and said, "Look, tell him to go the other way." Oh, okay. Um, and he, Rodri ignored that and nearly had... It was a rubbish penalty. Mm. Rubbish penalty. So um, why can't they take penalties, Manchester City? So, I don't understand. I also don't understand why they let Rodri take it. But I thought uh, Pep's comments were hilarious. You know, he's like, oh, it shows great courage, but he won't be taking it again. <laughs> so what do we do? Kind of like, back back to the defenders. So right. Kylie's a bit concerned. Don Pizzo, what do you guys think? Are you concerned about... Um, uh, the Diaz Sorry, Storms Laporta. 
Othello, I think that's, yeah. that's even, almost even more notable, right? Because he, I, I think he has to be really subject to rotation. I think Laporte can play left left back as well, so that's that's yeah, he can, that's yeah. the one. If I was going to get rid, I think I would keep the Diaz. I think Diaz is probably yeah. the more secure one. I'd probably get rid of Cancelo. Mm. I will be I will be to answer the question. I will be likely moving on one of the Manchester City defenders because I've got Stones and Cancelo. They are both clearly being rotated, and I cannot see any double game week. City could could have two double game weeks in a row in yeah. 26 and 27, but there's no way that they're gonna there's security of them playing twice. So I would much rather have yeah a likes of uh, yeah a kind of Burnley or a, a West Ham or a, you know a Leeds or someone who I know is going to kind of play twice for for kind of cheaper. So I'm going to be coming off a double City defence. I also think that run has maybe is slightly slightly coming to an end um, uh, in terms of and I think the fixtures they have I think will score against them. I think Chelsea will score against them. So I think you know I'm not as confident carrying that double kind of. Manchester you heard it here first, guys. Go triple defence City and yeah. enjoy the points. Mm. Absolutely. If Monk is coming off, you go on in so many different ways. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, always like the, uh, the tucking yeah. and the headers and everything. So much mm. for a family friendly pod. <laughs> right. Uh, FBL Buffin at Makin Chava. If it comes to that, KDB or Salah for the double game weeks? So we talked Bruno or Salah, now KDB or Salah. What are we thinking? Salah will play every game. KDB isn't guaranteed to play any game, so yeah. I'd be on Salah. Well, you were the only one on the Salah, on the KDB train there, Mars. so that's more a question. Uh, I, I, would, I would have both. I would not choose between them. If I had to choose, it would probably be Salah because, he, like you guys said, he's, mm. he's definitely going to play more. Most, if not all of the games, whereas KDB could easily be eased in or, or rested. Um, yeah, agree. Uh, Adrian, um, right, he's uh, basically quoted uh, Ikai Gundogan saying, I'm, uh, I'm feeling much better, I'm coming back soon. What is the definition of soon? Next game week or in a month? Sell? Champions League match. Have three city. What, what, do, what do we guys think of, um, of what Gundogan was saying? Um, you can't say it's a Champions League match and ridicule my minus hate when Gundogan and DCL... I, I agree with you that Gundogan wouldn't play against Arsenal. My point was... Anyway, I, I, can't, I, can't bring it, I can't bring that conversation back in again because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pep said that he's basically fine. If it was a cup final, um, you know, then maybe they would have risked him, but they didn't need to take the risk for that fixture. Um, and you know they think they think he'll be he should be fine for uh, Arsenal in the Champions League. But again, the point that the guys have made is very valid. Do they really need to play him at Arsenal um, mm. with form of the rest of the team? No. So given he has been superb for them, um, it probably makes sense for him to not play Arsenal um, and instead another bench, uh, another bench performance. Yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, last question. If he's on Kylie's bench, you know, we're all fucked, aren't we? So, (laughs) (laughs) Who's the Belisoli at FBL underscore Letics underscore? Why does Hindu monkey call a zucchini a courgette? Need Kylie FBL to set him straight and call it what actually is none of this courgette rubbish. Right. In the UK, it's courgette. In Italian restaurants, it's zucchini. But in the UK, in defence, and I don't usually give monkey Not even just that. That the reason he's asking is because he's Australian, and in Australia, 
like in New Zealand and uh, I believe the US as well, um, it is called zucchini, right? So it is not courgette. This is like uh, peppers. Are so basically in the old British colonies, it's called zucchini. And in actual Britain, it's called the courgette. Well, there's lots because there's, there's, there are lots. Well, actually, like, I, actually I, that, that totally falls and I'm after shooting myself in the face because yeah, uh, I'm calling Ireland an old British colony yeah. as well and slagging yeah. me as myself Sorry. off. Yep. Moving Thanks. swiftly on, Mersey. Right, yeah, FBL uh, linchpin uh, at mark 2631-0325. That is long. What are your tips? Uh, I think he's coming to the wrong, wrong place here, but we'll ask the question anyway. <laughs> what are your tips on getting into the top 10K? Was as low as 6K. Yeah, our, our tips the are, last are, few weeks... Our tips are to listen, listen to a decent FBL podcast. It's probably... <laughs> Do you do you use, do you use shield players and hope to gradually get there, or do you have to use a few sword players? A shield with a so sharp edge. In the, Mark, in, you're, in, Mark, you're most qualified to, to answer this. I mean, the other the rest of three of us are absolutely awful. Right? I would listen. I, I would say if you're if, if if you're that high up there, I think it's really important to to have the players that uh, are highly owned and have a couple of differentials that you think will will. Um, to, to rely on, but I think it's 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 crazy to not have you know the, those those the Bruno the Salah, one uh, of Son, Son or Kane. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really important in that because more, these players are up there because they have those guys. But the difference between the twenty and the six k is probably those guys that will take that risk and it pays off. And if, and you know still twenty k is still in a great position even though you dropped from six k, so it must be. But you'd want to stop the rut, so go back to what you were doing before, mm. back to. To, to, to basics uh, and I'm sure you'll get back up there right um, again FBL Lynch also asked is Liverpool runs overlooked or are they overlooked for a reason so we touched on Salah Liverpool have an okay run are we overlooking them because we we feel that Liverpool are not performing well yes mm. yeah their defence not being able to clean clean, sheet, clean sheets really takes away from the value of Trent and Robbo but um, I'm I'm keeping Trent around, and I don't know where you are on your wildcard, but I'm going to no, keep gone. Trent around for for another couple of weeks and see what happens because his form looks like he's improving on the eye yes, test. Yes, he, um, he, he is. He is. If I wasn't a wildcard, I would have kept him. Mm. Uh, but uh, he, he's gone now. Um, just too much money. Um, obviously kept Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, Adrian is saying that he's got a midfield of Son, Grealish, Gundogan, Salah, Bruno. Who the hell do I sell when I want a new midfielder? <laughs> I mean, okay, it's good to have a strong midfield. Go on, go on, Don. What do you no, think? that was that was the difficulty I had too when I was looking at mine. I was debating between Rashford for a long time. Rashford, Foden, hadn't really even thought of Gundogan. Then I just saw his tweet about, you know, I'm going to hopefully get back to training soon. And that was kind of what swung it for me just for a week just to sell him as opposed to selling one of those two. Um, with with Rashford up against Newcastle and Foden, who I really like, um, playing against Arsenal. Hopefully, playing against Arsenal. I say that in um, in 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 parentheses or flipping inverted commas, whatever you want to say about Man City <laughs> Man City players. But no, um, that was really it is a hard job because I really wanted to fit in Rafinha, and I think a lot of people are in that same boat. 
of trying to fit them in. I personally went Gundogan for one week only um, because I'm not, I'm thinking he is definitely one week only. One, one week only. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it is a difficult one. I think you just have to bite the bullet and just accept it if you want to have a bit of double game week fun and you want to get in the likes of Rafinha. Yeah. Um, accept it. Looking at that, it's also similar to me. You know, you guys know that I've had three villas and they've delivered more than they've uh, underwhelmed for me. Uh, but I've Three moved... in advance. Sorry? I said sorry in advance. Why are you brought in three villas? Well, no, Watkins? I'm Grealish. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be bringing Watkins back in. The much yeah. more large Watkins. So, so. Yeah. I don't well, know why I you're just apologising to Mars. Be apologising to, to me as apologize well. I hope you apologise to Watkins when he, <laughs> when he comes back and starts scoring. After everything but, you said about him, Kylie. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Excuse me, Mr. You bought DCL. At least I didn't fold him. I did to him, Kylie. Don't turn this around. I did you a favour. <laughs> get, get up. We're not going back into that again. I'd rather no, go back not. to our. I'd rather go back to my minus eight discussion. You would better return the favour and break Watkins again. Well, no, don't break. But anyway, anyway, what I was going to say is I'm, I've, I'm letting Grealish go because I don't have much value in him. I sold him and brought him back. Uh, and I, I think this tough, this tough one. I'll probably bring him back for 29. But for now, with the team that I want, um, Grealish is the one. I'm having two other villains and with Watkins. And Grealish's form has dropped a little bit. And I, I saw something where someone said, uh, I think it was Match Day Analysis and also on Twitter, uh, teams are doubling up on him. So his output is, uh, is getting less. But actually, it's open up. And then you have people like Barkley and Terore and McGinn uh, bringing in um, those assists to Watkins. So, you know, uh, I think Grealish is one that is definitely that you can think about moving on mm. uh, if, if yeah. you need to. Yeah. Out yeah. of that list anyway. Yeah, I, I think he's halved his output. So he's just not looking like a great option at the moment for all of the reasons that you sort of mentioned there. Yeah. And last question, Jimmy, the Claret at Claret FBL. If you had Ings and Bamford, who would you captain this week? I think this takes us nicely into our um, captains and transfers. So over to it, you, Don. It does. Um, with, but I want to come to actually two listener questions from Reddit because I am brutal at, um, and I am brutal at actually remembering to read these questions out in the pod. Um, I gave a quick shout out asking for for listener questions just a half an hour or so ago. Um, just one of them here. Um, I don't actually know. One of them, one person here was asking uh, Duma17, why did I read this out? I said, why did I read this out in Diego's voice from Awkward Puppets? I don't know, um, Duma, what Awkward Puppets is, but I am a bit of a boomer, so um, apologies if I'm just out of my generation there with that one. Um, Pogba Marshall, um, this sounds like a Man United fan, PJ. So, Suchek, Son, Antonio out, Kane, Barnes, Salah in, should he? He's got two, three free transfers, so it'll be for a minus four. It's a bit of a son, son to Kane um, and Suchek, Antonio to Barnes and Salah. What do you think? The, uh, old, the old Barnes probably, train that you were trying to not. chug into, into action before last game. Yeah. Um, it's not for me, that move, personally. Um, I would probably just, just leave it as it is and, and, uh, <laughs> and keep the transfers. I think we got the Barnes goal um, at the, um, this last game week, so um, I'm not sure. Can we? Yeah, you know, up against them? up against the machine that is Martinez next. You know, it's not no. a transfer that screams must do now. No, no, no defo. Um, so, Marzi, as you mentioned, we're on to the next stage of our podcast, which is our game week plans and our captain picks. 
Um, so come to you first, PJ, again. So um, can you tell us what's your plan of action for this game week? You're not on wildcard, unlike the other two. Um, so what's your plan transfers and captains? Uh, well, I'll be captaining uh, Rafinha just to deny you any points in your ridiculous minus eight move to get him. So oh. uh, you, know, you can uh, you can thank me for that. Uh, so he will be my captain. As for transfers in, I, I don't I haven't done anything yet, um, and I will probably be waiting to the last minute tomorrow just to see if there are any sneaky fixtures. Um, I will probably be be rolling to be completely honest, because I like I said I have a four. My four Southampton players, I'm sorry, the three leads and, and one Southampton player. In <laughs> that, that, four Southampton players would be one yeah. um, one trick you wouldn't want to be able to pull. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll probably explain why I was doing so badly. That was the case. Mm. But, uh, but okay. yeah, and also I just yeah, every transfer I make is is shit. So so why not why not do nothing? I could do vest stones to Vestergaard or something. But let's be honest, Stones will then score against Arsenal. Vestergaard mm. an own goal. What's the point? Um, uh, I think Cal- Calvert-Lewin is the only one I'm kind of waiting on. He's the one which I may move um, out because obviously if he's if he's not going to play uh, against Liverpool uh, and he's still going to mm. be out injured, then he's he's a player who I might move on for someone. The trouble is I've got nothing in the bank, so I can't get to Ings. PJ, can but, I ask, who, you, know. are you, you already have four players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you move him on? Just a question, just ask him, because Everton have potentially a very very tasty looking double well i mean um, i do i do hate him um, i know you do but i mean you need to move up as well right so like I said, I, don't get me wrong you're doing people if, if, you're doing if, people if, a favor yeah but if he's going to play both games in those double but if 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 you know it was supposed to be that midweek if Ancelotti's still like look he's not right he can't he can't fully train on it still then am i convinced that he's going to play both games in the double um Probably not. So that's that's all I'm waiting on. Providing that if Ancelotti says, yeah, he's fit, it'll be it'll be back in the match day squad for the Liverpool match. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna go anywhere. But mm. uh, it's just 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 like I said, just there. The thing is, Southampton are gonna have a double as well. So getting in for a Southampton player, someone like Danny Ings, as you've said. Oh, oh, you mean oh, like my transfer? Oh, yeah, okay. I might, I might pile on the Watkins wagon as well, just for lols. Just for lols. Uh, Kylie, <laughs> Kylie, you're on wild card, so I won't ask you what your planning transfers are because you won't tell us anyway. Um, but also, can you uh, well, maybe I... maybe shed the light, <laughs> maybe shed some light on who you're likely to captain in the double game week? So I, it was always going to be one of Bamford or Rafinha, um, and this was going to go down to the wire as I decided, but obviously with uh, late breaking news, uh, courtesy of PJ, I have now narrowed that down to Bamford because, um, one, I... Curses aren't them. real. They are real. I believe them. Also, shout out to poor Andre, right? who um, listens to the pod and uh, is lovely and God love him. Whatever curses I have and PJ has, Andre has the most astounding ability to break absolutely everyone. I mean, pretty much any transfer gone wrong can almost be attributed to his curse. It's it's beyond comprehension. Um, And also, you know, like he brought in Sterling, just saying, um, and, and various others. But, yeah, so Bamford, it'll be, for me, uh, on the basis of that curse. Uh, and also just because where I am, you know, like if he runs a muck, 
Like okay. it is what it is. I enjoy having Rafinha as just a, a pure joy with no further obligation. Mm. Um, so that's that's what it'll be for me. Uh, pretty clear cut. It's it's just going to come down to the wire on wildcard transfers. Nice one. Um, and Marzi, how about yourself? Yeah, well, I already told you my front line, which is no no brainer. I think if you're on wildcard, it's probably the most uh, optimal one. Or maybe not Watkins, but you know he ain't going nowhere. Uh, my captain's Bamford. My vice is Rafina. It's as simple as that, to be honest. I saw mm. <laughs> on Twitter, I saw someone say, uh, "Yeah, you know, uh, it's so boring. Everybody's captain Bamford and bringing him in." Okay, well, don't go captain somebody else, mate. It's not a problem. Mm. It's your team. Do whatever you want. But I'm gonna go with the boring lot. And the reason I'm captain Bamford is because he's one of the best players in in, in an attacking team who has a double. It's that simple. On form as well, like and on penalties. And yeah. he's playing Southampton, who have conceded 15 <laughs> I, I, goals in four games. I, I, I'm not going to justify my Obviously picks anyway. Reason. Yeah, uh, but it, it feels, yeah, it, do, it does feel. Lead, the lead, this seems like a little bit of a manna from heaven one. And as much as Bamford, going without Bamford in general these days, is a bit of a rank killer if he scores. Yeah. In this double game week, it will likely be a bit of a disaster if he scores. Having said that, as um, as Jimmy was asking about the captaincy choice between Bamford and, and Ings, that's the choice I have as well. Um, I have thought about Ings, but the problem I'm the way I'm weighing it up with Ings, Ings is unfortunately, and it's a bit of an un, uh, maybe an unfair kind of assessment of him because he has stayed fit for long periods now since he since his move from Liverpool, but. It is always a bit of a concern that we'd see him going down early in one first game and then all of a sudden you're screwed. Um, and so probably I, I was thinking Rafinha, um, but just to piss um, just to piss monkey off, I might well just... Um, in fact, I might just stick on Rafinha. It'll probably annoy him even more if he bangs. Uh, so... Uh, so that's where we are. Where this is the amigos pod, where it's it translates as friends who all we want to do is irritate the other people on the podcast. With us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that... your, your voice is going as you trail off, and you know, just, you know, you're that that fueled by hate at this stage. It's fueled horrible. by hate. Yeah, it is a horrible. It's a horrible uh, thing to hear. <laughs> but uh, that is all we got time for on tonight's show, folks. We have been Mars. You can find at Mars zero five. Kylie, you can find at Kylie FBL. Myself, you can find at The Marple Curse. And of course, PJ, who can find at Hindu Monkey. Make sure you're following the group account at Three Amigos FBL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. A minus eight in a double game week is pretty much a minus four. Adios, amigos.